Hey there, my name is Vosh. I live stream on YouTube and Twitch, and sometimes I even upload the good bits. This is previous. Alright, hello? Howdy! Howdy there, partner. How are you doing? I'm well, okay? I'm a couple more beers in than I plan to be. The uh, panel was that fun, huh? It was pretty fun, actually. I like uh, I like Dr. Heem's style of, of moderation. Yeah, he's uh, he's a nice dude. He had he had his own input, but it wasn't quite as bad as the Cuba guy T-shirt. All right. Um, <laughs> I've never had the pleasure of being on one of his panels, but I know I think he's a, a pretty fair guy when it comes to this stuff. Well, uh, this was his second one, I think. So a good precedent to start with. Well, right. we're just uh, living it up with um, with Diablo right now. Um, but you said you wanted to talk about some stuff. Yeah, I really just had some stuff, I guess, like mostly just from the Freer Festival. Like I just had things on there was just things on my mind and the, and just things that like from grow from going to the Freer Festival. It was just kind of like so uh, let's see here. I don't know where you're going to start. There's some stuff that like we're probably going to disagree on. So I don't know if you want to like, well, disagree think, first. And, we and then we can, yeah, we probably have a few disagreements. Later, but... you know, no matter how bad this goes, I was going <laughs> to say it was nice seeing you at Freer Future Fest. So. Uh, yeah good time yeah i uh, yeah the same to you like i i i had i feel like i painted this picture and most of it probably just comes from my leanings of like oh well yeah socialism is bad socialist bad we're just gonna we're gonna disagree on everything and i was like i gotta be super i was just saying this to like uh to like my modern chat like yeah i, I felt like it was gonna be like super awkward because like dylan invited me in and and i don't want to like get on i don't want to be like a an asshole and like but then it, it and I'm, I'm just gonna have to bite my tongue and but but it was like it wasn't even really that big of a deal i think you realize like i think a lot of it is has to do with like the covid and like the lockdown and stuff as well as just generally everybody being in their own echo chambers on youtube and stuff but like you just are, are like on the algorithms and you just think that you know like yeah you, i could never i could never be in the room with these people but then you're in the room with people that disagree with you, you know, on a daily basis every day. So, and you yeah, just realize well, just, that like sharing a human experience and just being in the same country is you, you have a lot more in common there than you yep. do. Well, I think there are, you know, appropriate and inappropriate times to be a partisan for your political positions. And there's probably not much gain that you can get from just being like a huge asshole to people in, 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 in public, like in person for, you know, to, for, for, to nothing, you know? Um, yeah. But, um, at least, I mean, at least online to an audience, there's whatever benefit you could accrue from trying to spread good positions. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. We could probably we can probably get this one out of the way because I know we'll disagree, but I feel like it's it's not that serious. With that. So like I've just been I've been trying to hear out because I'm not I'm not an anti-vaxxer, okay? Mm -hmm. But I'm definitely against like the the mandates to a degree. All right, like I. I'm like, I work in a healthcare field, so I get it for that. I get it for the military. I get it for like nursing homes and hospitals and stuff. But for me, this is doesn't seem like the data has been or that it's been parsed out enough that like that it's a serious enough 
thing to mandate for. And I, I even I felt this way for a while, but I didn't say anything because I didn't want to be like. I didn't want to be encouraging like anti-vax arguments and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's killed I, more than like any other like plague or pandemic in all of American history. Right. Seems like it's definitely justified uh, some pretty extreme responses just sort of by virtue of that, don't you think? Isn't it, isn't it extremely like similar to like all of the responses we've had to like the flu and stuff though? And like we never, took, nah, we're we way, never did the same severity for that. the flu. No, nah, flu has flu is um, flu is seasonal, and we do have flu shots. I mean, we 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 do have that. We don't have mandated flu shots though because it like flu doesn't have the same. What's the term? E number? The N? The 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 number of like the rate of virality multiplication. Or to put it another way, like flus don't become pandemics. Um, the so R value. The, thank you. Yeah. It's the the way that the virus evolves. Is that the difference between this and or yeah, the rate that it evolves? Yeah, it's that if the flu is left on its own, where nobody gets any vaccines, um, it, it it flares up and it dies out um, seasonally. You know, um, but with COVID, it has a high enough rate of replication with how the virus multiplies and spreads and stays on living tissue and stuff that it, it could be like sort of possibly an almost perpetual problem unless it's snuffed out entirely. So mandating flu vaccines would be like. Once a year, we lower the number from, like, X to Y. But mandating COVID is, like, we might have no way of lowering this number unless we all do this. Like, we need to we, we need to in order to stem the flow, essentially. So then, okay, because another part of, like, my, like, pushback or, like, my, like part of my questioning to some of the mandates has been, like, well, you know, the vaccines are at the rate that they are. They're at the availability that they are. If you feel like, you know, you're at risk, then get the vaccine and what does it stop someone else? But then I guess that's what that's sort of what you were like talking about is that people who are unvaccinated and not getting it and are spreading it because like I got it and I got vaccinated because I work in I work in a nursing home. So right. it's like I I wasn't necessarily planning on getting it, though, before uh, I switched to working in this nursing home just because I had already gotten it. Um, but so it, the way it, it evolves is different than than even the flu and everything, is because it seems like there's always another flu and it's always targeting similar age groups and like... Uh, yeah, the, the flu, the flu has different variants every, um, every single year, but it seems like the way in which the flu develops, spreads, and then eventually dies down just seems to be a part of the cyclical process of that type of disease emerging and, you know, unemerging. But it's not a, like a plague, you know? Like, we've never really talked about the flu as a pandemic, except when we do get those rare strains, you know, like the Spanish flu back a century ago or so. Yeah, where well, and then, we had well, sort of even more issues. recently, there was some spookiness whenever we had, like, the H1N1, and we, like, it was like the, the bird flu and then the... the swine flu or whatever if those killed millions of people all around the world we probably would have had the exact same thing happen right i mean i would have been for it it seemed like those disease kind of you know there was a potential for that big plague and it pattered out it didn't work but if it had then i would have been totally on board with exactly the same level of strictness far more strictness than we actually saw in this country yeah and i'm not like too like hard set on this because 
I don't know. I still think you should get like vaccinated. Like if you don't have anything that's going to keep you, if you don't have anything that's, there's no risk to it. B besides the only thing that I'm still, that I would super push back on is probably like kids right now. And that's really it. Just because like, I think they stopped it like in a couple of countries overseas, but I guess I just don't know how it feels like with the way it was covered in the beginning that it's led to the situation that we're in now. And I don't know how we really get out of this. What do you mean? I mean, we, we vaccinate kids for pretty much everything else, right? I mean, we vaccinate kids. I meant, I guess like rhetorically or the way, like we were covering these things or like, because it seems like it coming from someone who's on the right, like it seems like, and I'm pretty moderate. I, I think I'm pretty damn close to the center, but I know people who are much more like like my fucking neighbor, for example, like legitimately believes that the uh, that the that the vaccine is for he believes the 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 conspiracy. I don't know what the, the full thing is, but basically that like this is for a um, the, the microchips, not that one, the one uh, it's a selective or whatever the fuck. Um, it's it's like eugenics basically like that that like it, like they're just like trying to get people like to get it, vaccinated like it because kills, like like it it, it yeah makes you like basically it's gonna yeah it's population control or some shit like that i can't i mean i can't help like he that, told right? my wife that and i'm just like what the fuck uh, like i know you can't help that i'm just saying like i don't know how to get some people out of that situation. And that's part of the reason why I don't talk about it a lot, except for like, you know, like I wanted to talk to like you and destiny about it and just get your like opinions. And I've talked to Dylan about it like privately, but like, I don't, I don't want to put it out there so that someone can take like anything that I say and use it in a, in a way to promote those kind of like stupid ass ideas. It just, I but mean, I am genuinely curious as well. It seems like, I don't really know if there's a hardline solution to that because there's always been a lot of conspiracism on the right, right? I mean, think of FEMA camps yeah. under Obama. It's always like, you know, this, that, or the other is actually a, a plan by the Illuminati to destroy, you know, civilization by, by doing this or the other thing. And I mean, I don't, I don't know if like interpersonally there's anything to really do about it. I think the best thing that we can really do is just make life as inconvenient as possible for people who don't vaccinate, you know? Even if they hate it, I still think they should be vaccinated. Like, they can be miserable about, about it and bitch on Facebook or whatever. But it seems like mandating it's about the only way to get out of this at this point. Because um, even if, like, say you're like a young guy and you're healthy and you get COVID and you get no long-term effects afterwards, which you have a 30% chance of getting, by the way. Pain, erectile dysfunction, you know, like internal organ damage, uh, yeah. headaches. But say you avoid all that, you know. Your body was still a little petri dish for the virus to not only spread to others but potentially mutate and uh, form a new variant that's why we saw a huge surge in deaths with the delta variant uh it seemed like things were going okay like our curve was going way down then the delta variant is significantly you know more more viral um yeah so so it's it, like we can do this forever right like maybe the delta variant dies down but maybe some some dumb fuck in, in i don't know mississippi uh goes ahead and shares a drink at a bar and his body ends up being the place where, you know, the Lambda variant... No, we already have a Lambda variant. I don't know. The Epsilon variant or some shit gets formed. And maybe that's the even bigger issue. 
I, it just seems like it's an all or nothing kind of problem. I just like be, because I, because I like see a lot of or hear a lot of like the way this is talked about, especially like because I'm in South Carolina, it's like a really red state, right? So like I hear the way people are talking about this, and it's like a lot of people aren't. There's a lot of people that are similar in a in a similar position than me, or or at least not very far away from it. Where it's like, look, I, I'm gonna get the vaccine because whatever. Like it, it's. I play video games because anything you me nice. boost, I'm here, I'm here for it. Like, like, fuck it. Like I had the, I, and it was like, yeah, I'm going to go work in, in healthcare. And, and I don't want to feel even before there was a mandate, like there was, I got the vaccine. Hold because up, wait, I hold your thought. I'm sorry. Healthcare. Just one second. Wait, one second, one second, one second. Are you gaming? <laughs> sorry. Just, uh, just cat maintenance. My bad. Okay, uh, but like, uh, I I had already planned on getting it because I'm like I'm working in a nursing home and I, like I just I don't know I would feel like shit if like there was some kind of like outbreak and then I just thought to myself like oh man did I fucking do that like and before I was working basically entirely from home like before COVID I was doing like event marketing and then I was able to like transition to like working from home but I I just wanted to like change it up and. Uh, so like i understand it for that position and i think a lot of people do but like oh that's what i was saying sorry i lost my train of thought for a second but yeah i i think there's a lot of people that are really close to my position that would uh i guess that it, like this isn't going to move like a mandate isn't going to move them like it's only going to galvanize a lot of people into like moving closer at least that's what it feels like to me that it's going to galvanize people into moving closer into positions like my fucking crazy neighbor that thinks that this is May, somehow it, like population control and eugenics and i don't know how like because i genuinely want to try to help somehow like because i i guess because i speak righty you know what i'm saying like i want to figure out like how to fucking like reach people without being like yeah you dumb fuck you should just get the vaccination i mean i'm not opposed like, to finding ways to convince them it just seems like the convincing process isn't really working right I mean, these people were like super anti-vax before the vaccine was mandated or even close to being mandated. It seems like whatever paranoia is driving them to their positions doesn't really have much to do with reality. And I guess I would rather them like be forced to be vaccinated and steam about it than I would like wait months or years or maybe forever for them to like arrive at that change of mind on their own. And I have no idea if that'll ever happen, right? But like, okay, all right. So did you get every like flu like updated vaccine that came out i've never got because i know shot. yeah i haven't either and, and like i don't know maybe we did lead to somebody's death like it wasn't in the same numbers i guess as COVID, or in the same it didn't uh it doesn't evolve this, at the same like speed that COVID does i guess but like i mean you can you can make that it, argument but like, we're, going with this? like yeah I, but we're talking about pretty significant degrees of scale right I mean, if you want, like, you could make the argument that by buying a car, the, you know, fossil fuel gases that you exhume, like, choke the city that you're in, and maybe one extra person died of lung cancer. That happens. Uh, that, like, that's that's not made up. That really happens. There are different rates of death by, by, by lung cancer, depending on where in the country you live. But there's obviously a point where we have to, like, involve policy, right? Because if you, if you want to run down the road, you could sort of incrementally implicate everyone, potentially, for some kind of stochastic murder 
with this, we're dealing with an immediate pandemic. It's the largest mass death event in American history. Or at least it's about to be. It's going to surpass the Civil War very soon. So this is this is definitely something that requires that immediate action. I think um, it, it goes beyond just like whether that one person causes another death and it t towards like the, the responsibility to the world, like a global plague that we can only stop if everyone no longer has it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to like I have more questions, but I, f I feel like I don't want to like, uh, I don't know. I don't want to push back on it too hard. Like, uh, like, I don't like, no, I no, always I, feel I get uncomfortable it. pushing back on it because I don't want to give like, like dipshits arguments against like getting vaccinated, I guess. If there were, I mean, if there was, um, if we, if we just, I, I guess if we had a better solution, then, then that would be it for me. I think, I mean, that, that would be it. I want to involve everyone in this process. I think we should all believe in the necessity of these vaccinations, but it's like the right doesn't really seem to be on board with whatever negotiation would be necessary to to do that. You know, Trump got booed yeah. at the rally for saying folks should be vaccinated. Not even yeah, saying we should I do a vaccine that. mandate. Just just for saying that he got it, yeah, and that yeah. it worked or whatever. Yeah, like that's what we're dealing with right now. So I think we we're we we're beyond the potential for like rational argumentation being the way forward. It seems like the state and the force of the state are the only real way to address this issue. And I think at the end of the day, that's a pro-freedom position because they are imposing on others' freedoms by selfishly preventing us from addressing the pandemic. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, okay, yeah. So let's do another thing we probably maybe disagree a little bit about. Um, uh, yeah, the, whenever you were talking with... What was it? Uh, when you were talking with Irrelevant... Mm -hmm. And you're talking about like socialism and stuff like that. Like, I would, and you were you like brought up Asana stuff. I would. I'm totally okay with. I don't know why he was so afraid to like say that that uh, that it was like a hypocrisy argument. Because I've I've Me I'm curious about this too, and like where you draw the line with this, and like I even mentioned it a little bit to you because I was just genuinely curious. But obviously, this is where like we're in person and. That was something that made me think about it, I guess, too, because it was like I was genuinely curious to know because I've said a lot of these things in private and I'm like, yeah, yeah, Vosh doesn't do shit for fucking like whatever. And then I like, OK, let me look into this to make sure like and you've done a lot more than a lot of other social like socialist pundits. So I, I got to give you like credit for that. Thank you. But like, I guess where. Yeah. Like, where do you draw the line and not just with socialist pundits, but look with any pundit like when are they supposed to like let's say it was the complete reverse uh world and it's like we're living in a socialist world or a, or a communist world and and these people think that like capitalism is the best but they're you know they're still just participating in their work communes like every day like it could be it could go either way like anybody who's a who's a political pundit because i get really fucking irritated especially being on the right because i feel like there's nobody uh really left um that so this will kind of tie into like a, like something else that I was thinking about while we were at that free future uh, festival. But like, uh, like there's no really like traditional Republicans left. There's no Republicans left that still believe in like the liberal consensus still believe like at one point, both the parties shared, you know, a, a basic an underlying like idea of, of what the, the government was there to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that liberal consensus is like, uh, 
you know, the government is here to regulate business, provide uh, a basic social safety net and promote infrastructure. And both parties had shared this, these ideals at one point or these like approaches at one point. And it was just how they got there was different, right? So this policy might be, uh, and that's why I, I feel like I find myself a little bit more on the right is just because I feel like, yeah, maybe we should uh, orient ourselves a little bit more towards business, but not in the sense that we just need to go like 1920s Republicans where we just, you know, cut all the fucking taxes and, and then, you know, go through another depression. Um, but, but so, yeah, I guess like, when does it become like hypocrisy? When should you draw the line? When should you like call out your, or does it even matter? I guess. I guess for me, the driving issue isn't necessarily hypocrisy, but like the good that you're getting from a person's behavior. So hypocrisy, I don't think is necessarily bad. Right. So like, for instance, let's say that like, there's a person who really hates women, like ideologically, they think women are inferior to men. They think that women should be treated poorly, but then like he's nice to a woman. That was technically like a hypocritical action, right? But I would still applaud it because I think that hypocrisy is good when it means that you're being hypocritical in favor of good behavior. So I just try to focus a little bit more on like what the actual actions are. Like what are you doing and what consequences is that behavior having? The issue yeah. that I have, I guess, is that also when we talk about hypocrisy in a political context, so often it's very abstracted hypocrisy. So like hypocrisy in a very direct sense is saying, I think people should do X and then they do another thing, right? Directly. But oftentimes it gets kind of like fuzzy. It's like, okay, well, they're not directly doing a thing that they said they wouldn't do. It's more like they're not acting fully in the spirit of a thing they should believe in. But if that's what we're reducing it to, I think that type of hypocrisy encompasses pretty much all humans on earth, right? So for instance, like, I think you should stay calm in heated situations when arguing with people. But Lord knows I haven't done that. I think that yeah. it's important to like, you know, like give money to homeless people when you walk by them, which I try to often, but I haven't done it every time. Sometimes I, out of personal convenience, have avoided doing so. So if you were to, if you were to criticize me for my behavior, like say I'm rude to a person, but I typically say stuff like it's important to be nice. It feels odd to focus on the hypocrisy when you could just focus on the badness of the behavior, which is what we do interpersonally. We don't go up to a person who's been mean and say, you're a hypocrite. You said you should be nice, but you've been mean. Like, we don't really well, tend to do that. We usually say, why were you mean? Why did you but do you that? Kinda, but something, you, you mostly only have their word to go off of, too, to some degree, because like... Uh, you know, like I consider myself somewhat like a Christian. There's probably more spiritual than like religious, but like I was raised Christian. I've studied uh, like I've read the Quran and I've studied like Buddhism and other stuff like that. But but like so I some to some degree, I like base my morals around that. Like you don't know who, who what someone is basing their morals around. So it's it's not like it's not that simple every time to like mm -hmm. say like what people think is good and bad, I, I guess. Yeah, but well, that that would be my I mean, I guess that would be my argument, right? I don't think it matters what your morals are. I think it only matters what mine are. And I think you think the same way, right? Like, for instance, it like with if, like nobody looks at the Taliban and goes like, oh, OK, well, they're being consistent with their ethical system. Good. Like, no, nobody thinks that way. We think their ethical system is bad. The things they're doing are bad. Yeah, true. Should... Okay. So, so like sometimes I think calling out hypocrisy can be useful, but usually because they're being hypocritical in a way that's harmful or like you're trying to undermine the ideology 
is sort of at its face value. So to bring it all the way back, like, to, to the more, like, immediate thing we're talking about, which is, like, do socialists who do, like, online platforms do enough? Like, are they doing enough, right? Because that's kind of, like, the question. Are they are they living their values? Yeah. And my, my thought on this is we should always encourage them to do more, but them not doing enough is still better than them not having existed at all, right? Like, it's kind of a fuzzy or arbitrary standard, you know? Like, how much should you do before people no longer have the right to attack you for being a hypocrite? Take Martin Luther King Jr., right? I mean, foundational speaker, theorist, civil rights leader, okay? But he didn't spend all of his time campaigning and protesting, right? I mean, nobody does, really. He definitely took time off for himself. So would if we, if we were upset by the, him taking that time off, would we call him a hypocrite? Like you claim to be a civil rights leader, but you're not doing as much as I think you should be. Or would we just try to encourage him to do more? The hypocrisy thing quickly becomes vague and undefinable, and it just seems like a way of attacking people in in a non-productive sense. Like, you're not really encouraging more of the good behavior. You're just kind of not a fan of that guy. It's the reason why I don't like Jimmy Dore, for example, because Jimmy Dore does this constantly, you know? He'll attack AOC or Bernie Sanders by saying, you know, you're a hypocrite. You were elected yeah, to represent. Yeah, I used to listen to Jimmy Dore to try to, like, balance out, like, some of my, like, super conservative pundits that I used to listen to. Well, yeah, you, you're like, definitely getting a, a lot one. of balance on the, the anti-Democrat bit. Yeah. No, 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 exactly right. But but he does that line all the time. The hypocrisy thing is his main thing, you know? He doesn't really attack moderate Democrats that often. And he never attacks Republicans. He's always attacking the, the AOC, Bernie Sanders... Stuff like that, you know, and it's always the same line. You know, we elected you to be our representative. You're a hypocrite because you didn't do force the vote. You didn't do this. You didn't go to our Medicare for all rally. It was partially staffed by Nazis or whatever. And all this together has led me to believe that hypocrisy is a bad line to focus on. We should try to focus on it when we want to be good to a movement, encouraging them to do the best they can. And when we want to be bad to a movement, we should, I don't know, just try to just tear it down if you want. Right. I mean. Um, yeah. but, but if you want the health but of I mean, the movement, you should focus I guess on what like, they can do. I, but I mean, like, you know, I know, you know, like if I, like, you know, that I'm Christian, like, it, it, like I've told you, like, or anyone who's Christian, like you would be like, if they were out like violating the 10 commandments, like you would probably shit on them for that. Sure. But wouldn't that be because it was bad of them to violate the 10 commandments more so than because of the hypocrisy? Cause my friend, you yeah, do but not what if you don't believe the in the, the 10 commandments? Like, what if you're like, just like. Like, super, like, you just believe that everything is, like, uh, like, I always get, to, it's, like, subjective, or, like yeah, you don't believe anything is objective. Like, yeah, so you just, it just, well, to... I still don't think you should murder people, right? I don't really care if another person, like, covets another idol, or whatever the non, whatever the other ones I wouldn't care about are. But, I mean, there are still things in the Ten Commandments I would agree with. But, if not for that, if you're, if your your point is, like, um, you know... Uh, let's let's say it's another one, like coveting another idol, right? Like something I wouldn't care about because it's not tied to my system of morals, you know? And yeah. there was a Christian who did that, you know? You could call them a hypocrite, um, sure, but have you followed all the rules in the Bible? Because I, I bet you if I read the whole damn thing oh, through... Oh, no. <laughs> right, right. So what Personally, if, no. So what if they turned around, they're like, well, you're a hypocrite because you haven't followed these rules. 
And then you're like, okay, well, you, well, this is the Ten Commandments. This is bigger than just the rules in the Bible. And he's like, okay, well, here's 70 rules in the Bible that you haven't followed. So does that add up to being more than one Ten Commandment rule? And you could be like, well, I don't know. And it's it seems like it just, it just leads to really bad discourse. The best that you can get is like, don't you think as a Christian, you should be doing this thing? Um, which is more of an appeal to like the the fundamental value of that behavior more so than like the idea that if you betray that value, it means you're not part of that group anymore. I think everyone's hypocritical to some extent. If you like look at everyone's yeah, lives, we all betray enough, our values yeah. sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, cause I mean like, like breaking the, like the 10 commands or like, do, like doing a sin doesn't make you not a Christian anymore. Like, uh, yeah, right. Like, even some of the back, like, that, like, yeah, you're maybe you're not a good Christian anymore, or you're not as good of a Christian anymore, or like, whatever. But they're Christian, murderers, yeah, so. I can see the okay, yeah, I can see the one, and it's and, and that, that's also how priests talk as well, right? If you, if you, you so, be... and it, it's so it, to relate it to like me, like, it, it's better to have another Christian than to not have than to not have one at all. I, it's I, just better to have another one that's doing a lot of sins than to just not have one. Well, I guess it, it would if I mean, make this relatable to me, like, or if, whatever, because I don't, you know, the, I don't necessarily agree with socialism, but like, right, right. If the person was being hypocritical in ways uh, that were detrimental, but the overall like benefit you got from them being a Christian exceeded whatever harm was produced by their hypocrisy, I would say so. Yeah, because priests talk that way, don't they? If you go to well, a the, priest uh, uh, and con confess your sins to them or like talk with them about what you've done that's fucked up. They won't like remove you from Christianity, even if you've betrayed like multiple. Ten yeah, commandments. No. yeah, they'll they'll try to say like, you know, we've all made mistakes, but you should work to better yourself. And that's because Just they care. Tithing, bitch. Yeah. Well, they care about keeping their numbers <laughs> up and they care about maintaining the internal cohesion of the Christian doctrine because they yeah. knew that if they went hardcore purity warrior and started calling out every Christian who's ever been hypocritical, pretty soon yeah. all we'd have left is the Pope and then he would shoot himself in the head. So yeah, we we we'd run out pretty quickly, you know. Yeah. Okay. So then I guess I guess then what do you think So you think that, that there's a lot more value in That's your position then. Do you think that there's so there's just much more value in like someone like Hassan because I guess that's what you guys were referencing a lot was yeah. like someone like Hassan being a pundit for like socialism then there is like basically the 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 benefits like are the good outweighs the bad like there's him being there and being upon it reaching however many millions of people he reaches is is much better than not having him in that position i guess or not having him on on the team so to speak yeah and i think i think he i think he does a lot of good and it's about maintaining the health of the movement right because the hypocrisy spiral doesn't have a line that you stop at it goes on forever like, what if there's a YouTuber who's not, like, a hardcore socialist or whatever, you know? Let's say they're, like, a big gaming YouTuber. Um, and they, they talk with Hassan or with me or, you know, somebody, and they move over and they become, like, maybe a little socialist-leaning. Like, they get the arguments, you know, right? And then they talk about it a little bit on their streams and in their YouTube videos. And then, like, a bunch of people on the left, the right, everywhere are like, you claim to be a socialist? Uh, you don't even have revenue share with your editors. Like you claim to be, you claim to be a socialist, and you do this or that or the other. And like, in terms of the guy's movement, there's only been a good change. 
he went from not being a socialist to being a socialist. The change was positive. The only thing that happened, at least from my perspective, the only thing that happened in the world was good. But for some reason, a good thing being added to the world has added negative criticism to him, as though people are acting that things have gotten worse somehow. So I think that attitude discourages people from exploring these ideas because, let's be real, there is an effort to portray all of socialism as some kind of ascetic poverty cult. That's the reason why people are like, oh, you're a socialist, but you make money? And that does happen. And it's like, okay, well, you can make money as a socialist, man. Nobody said you couldn't. Read Marx. He won't say that you yeah. can't. And, and, and but, uh, they, they hyperfixate on it. Right-wing pundits do this all the time. And instead of actually addressing socialists' arguments, they just, they're like, well, you have money, you have money, you're a capitalist because you have money, you're a bad socialist. And it's like, we don't actually get the argument. So that's why I just think it's a bad line to go down for everyone, in my opinion. Yeah, I guess. So then also then, I guess the last thing on this, on this thing that I was curious about is like, is there, like once you reach a certain, because that was an interesting question I thought too, like once you reach a certain like, uh, like disposable income, like how, like is there some kind of, like, should there, do you think there is some kind of like obligation for you to, to like put like take action i guess yeah i think the more income you have disposably the the better it is for you to do that and the more it's acceptable to pressure people to do that yeah for sure for sure but to me that doesn't come in as a hypocrisy thing more of a general you do what you can with your means sort of thing um it like like you would you would want to encourage the best possible behavior there and i think by the way i think it's okay to like you know like um like be like attack or like criticize people on the left if you feel they're being like doing a bad job representing you know the issue is that's yeah. kind of a discussion that i want being had in the community because when it comes from out of the community like you don't share my values so you don't really care yeah, about making this yeah. yeah you don't care about making the socialist community better or stronger you would just yeah. care about criticizing the people in it so i would yeah. i would be like suspect it's like oh but you think you're improving the community by doing this right it's like well okay maybe we should yeah. talk about that you know yeah well yeah I, I i i put myself in a little different just because like at the end of the day like i i just give a shit i just care about like fucking like whatever works so like if it turns out in the fucking future that some kind of like combination of like uh, like the best things from socialism and the best thing from capitalism are the new well, i don't know what we'll call it but it won't be either capitalism or socialism I'm I'm totally down for that. Like I don't know what it'll be, but this new fucking system that's like the best that we've we've ever seen. I just think you know, and I guess maybe this is my so this will be like I probably our last one of the last things we would probably disagree on. But like, so I just have like this opinion of socialism that generally is more like I. This is something that I wanted to ask you in like the after panel is like. Uh, how I guess how are you so um, certain that socialism is like the the way to go it, like given its history I guess and and would you be opposed to like something like what I just said like the best from this and the best from that and the best from that and then now we have this new system that's that's neither socialism nor communism nor capitalism or whatever the fuck and it's just this whatever that keeps the country going we find a new name for this shit. Oh, what you're talking about, from my perspective, I call market socialism, a sort of transitory state where we adopt the best positions from both ends, at least until we can adjust the material conditions that we live in to have a more permanent solution. So when it comes to like 
how I'm confident in socialism. My confidence in socialism doesn't derive from like the failed Soviet experiment or Mao's China or anything like that, because those countries were fucking horrible. Um, so I would I, I wouldn't really base it in that. To me, it's I feel like there are a couple of principles rooted in liberalism and the, the like classical liberalism, the kind that you would agree with, I think, like the idea of uh, yeah, like free I, enterprise yeah. markets. Right. Yeah. yeah. There are some principles. I, on most of those stupid little political compass tests that I take, I end up being like classical liberal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Which and I think there are a lot of parts to classical liberalism that fucking rock. The concept of egalitarianism, for example, like that wasn't really much of a social value before well, before the Enlightenment. So and and socialism is rooted in a response to the Enlightenment. But as I always understood it, socialism was as Marx understood it, meant to be a way of patching some of the problems with how the Enlightenment attempted to achieve its values. So before capitalism, we had um, mercantile capitalism, you know, with, with, you know, these big like trade syndicates that would work alongside monarchies and spread their influence across the globe. And, you know, these were not free systems. Usually there was a direct link to the monarchy. Wait, real quick, just so I can be, so I can know what you're talking about. Like huh? when you're talking about the Enlightenment, like you're talking about the Enlightenment era in like the 18th century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, ish, like, like, yeah, like, France like the and... French Revolution and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. And um, with with their um, with their um, well, mercantile capitalism was not a very free system, you know. So I think a lot of Enlightenment thinkers thought, you know, we're promoting concepts like democracy, egalitarianism. Maybe one way to do that would be to promote a system of economic exchange, utterly unfettered by antiquated concepts like a relationship to the aristocracy. So laissez-faire capitalism, which is what we have now, was born and. Well, I, I don't think, think we have. I don't think we have laissez-faire capitalism, well, though. I think it, we've evolved a lot from since then. In the original sense, uh, probably not. No, but even I mean, I even it spawned um, from that. Sure, I would. I wouldn't deny that it spawned from that. Even Adam Smith advocated for some stuff that would be considered like borderline social democratic today. So there's a lot of variance, like historically, with with you know what people's priorities were. But um, basically, I just think that. Capitalism has been ineffective in achieving the goals that the Enlightenment thinkers set out to achieve. The big issues with it essentially being that we found a way to outsource the aristocracy and make it an economic class rather than an entrenched political class. Where now the most powerful people in the world outside of elected representatives of countries are businessmen who control essentially like the world economy, uh, at least in part by having direct autocratic control over institutions that companies yeah, well, and uh, countries and can rely upon. That's part of where like, like the Burkean like style of like conservatism, real conservatism, not like fucking whatever these dumb fucks want to run around and scream about now, just to be clear, I'm not a like, conservative. Uh, I, I consider myself like a traditional Republican because the, those are like a, real Burkean conservative believes in that liberal consensus that I spoke of earlier. And this was kind of to try to solve that issue, I think, w w because you're right. Like that, that's, those are the kind of things that we, they saw happening after like the French revolution. Like all these people thought that like, Oh, well, this is the, this is the way things are going to go. But the reality is, and, and that's the same reason why, you know, I hate tankies probably just as much as you do, because all these dipshits think that, you know, you're going to have this, this, this crazy revolution and then you're going to be the one standing on the ashes at the end but the reality is is that all the people who have the money now are still going to have the the, the money and the power whenever the the dust settles and that's kind of what happened to a degree i'm well, not an expert on this no so no, I'm not no, trying I, to... no i get that because 
to me, I have to reread a lot of this shit. But yeah, to me, it's all no. I agree completely. To me, it's all about incentive structures, you know. Because I think that I don't I don't know if humans are naturally like greedy or good or bad or whatever, but I do know we're really good at setting rules for ourselves. And some societies will will produce better behavior than others, you know? Like we don't have ISIS here in the States. It, well, it, at least not directly. Other countries do. And I think that's ultimately a product of different incentive structures set up by their religious and political institutions. And when it comes to capitalism, you know, along with many other systems, I think that it's chief failing is that it incentivizes reward structures that lead towards the consolidation of wealth. Uh, and because we tie wealth to power in our system, which has not always historically been the case. I mean, for a great you know portion of human history, you could be the wealthiest merchant around, but you were still scum to the aristocracy. You were just another peasant. But now, of course, we have no real aristocracy. We have, well, I don't know, business. Not out, in, not out in the open. Yeah, no, not... no, no, not out. Right, right, right. Of course, we don't, we don't have a, an explicit uh out and about uh monarchy our 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 you know our ruling class outside the people we elect are you know the people with the most economic power and i think that all we've really done is we've transposed the problems with aristocracy because i know i'm rambling but think about it right the old aristocracy no, i'm following yeah yeah, yeah the, the old aristocracy right with with its you know it's 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 castles and it's lords and stuff all you really yeah. had to do to be one of those back then is have a big enough army, conquer a castle, and then charge rents to the local serfs. That was yeah, or be born, or be born into the bloodline, or be born close enough to the bloodline that you could overthrow. Right, right. It's that, that's yeah. it, right? Now, now, now. Technically, this is a process that anyone could uh, uh, achieve. In reality, of course, it's almost overwhelmingly the relatives of, of nobles. But there have been historical exceptions, even women at times, uh, as discriminated against as they were back then. And we agree that was... women were running the show. Okay, <laughs> I've done a lot of. I love history. Uh, like I've had a recent like inclination to like just I dude, in a lot of especially in like the 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 Roman Empire and like the uh, even the like. Oh man, yeah. There's so I'll much. Have to, I'll, I'll I have to love this shit. It, uh, there's sure. so much. There's so much women influence in in so much of the the largest empires that have ever, ever existed on the planet well, i'm glad That's crazy i'm glad they were girl bossing it up at all you know um but uh it, 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 the, the, i guess the point that i'm trying to arrive at is that um it was a system where some people had the freedom to control others we decided it was bad it was undemocratic but now we have that same system all over again not as bad but at the end of the day what is a business owner's right to capitalize on a market but the right of the aristocrat to conquer a castle at the end of the day you can achieve both without violating the nap frankly all you're really doing is changing corporate owners which is why corporatocracy and feudalism so often overlap into practice when you take a look at corporate towns back in like the old west they really quickly turned into like basically feudal states we have just transposed the problems the true solution, as I understand it, is economic democracy. It wasn't enough to have political democracy because now economic means are the system by which you, you, you maintain an oligarchy. We need worker cooperatives to begin with, but maybe after we've done some work on that, we can work towards a more radical position of decommodification so that the individual has, while uh, no longer the power to control others in that way, much more autonomy over their average, you know, over, over their lives. Yeah, I just, oh man, like being because because I'm like I'm I'm always trying to like learn new things. I'm I'm always trying to like keep an open mind. Like I, it's just 
I feel like, like, uh, obviously, I was saying, like, I feel like it's a feeling based off of, like, the the surface level knowledge that I have on this shit. But, like, it seems that, that capitalism or, or some form of capitalism can solve a lot of these issues. Though. And that's that's my only, like, pushback to a lot of it's like a more regulated, like, capitalism uh, could what solve these things. So it seems solve? like. So, like, with the. You, so what you were just talking about, like, can you, sorry, cause you, cause I got, I got a little distracted there. Uh, can you just repeat what you, what you just said a minute ago? Sure. Like, well, the last, like two points that you made. I know you went through a lot of points. So I was like, well, I, um, I didn't actually talk about the problems really outside of, I think a perceived lack of democracy. I guess my real issue is that, oh, that it's, yeah, yeah. it's the incentive structure, right? If you have a system which incentivizes the mass consolidation of wealth by a small hierarchy, you have a system which is undemocratic, much in the same way that political wealth used to be accrued. We need right, right, right. okay, structure. sorry, sorry, because I remember what I was trying to say. Like what right. I was trying to get at was that, like, because if the government is is there to be, you know, the 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 hierarchy, the hierarchy over the hierarchy, even if you have these aristocratic, like like that you know, have to be families that are owning everything, those if that should be the democratic process, right? Like you're voting you know, for the, for the, your government officials and your government officials should be regulating these businesses. So it's like, Oh, I don't trust the government for shit. I don't, 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 you, don't you look to me for that. I mean, look at the end of the day, I don't either. I'm pretty, I'm pretty black pilled, but like, I mean, if I mean like, then how are you going to, I, that doesn't make any sense to me though. Then that well, seems self, like self-ownership. That's the first step, right? Worker cooperatives aren't controlled yeah, by like, the government. How the hell are you going to get there? If you don't, trust that because you, you have to vote people into the government like like you're a socialist so you want to vote socialists into the government right mm -hmm. but you don't you, you, but you don't trust the government like inherently no i would i would like, hope that the government call, I, I, I don't either necessarily like i that's this is why i have an issue like getting like i've gotten involved in politics recently because i'm like well i i think everybody should be but my big hope would be that we could um we could use the government in ways to shift where the power lies. So right now that's really difficult to do because the, the, the government is very much in line with the interests of the bourgeois, you know, the wealthy class. All of our politicians are wealthy. They all went to these wealthy schools full of other wealthy fucks. They're all alumni with, uh, they, we know who they talk to. Like politicians in the Senate and Congress don't like talk to people like you and me. They, they're very, very, very much as a, as a group entrenched in yeah, the like federally, the on, on like the federal level, yeah. Yeah, you, of course, the local agree, you yeah. get. Like, there are city councilmen, I think, who are like sharp yeah. on it. And maybe even state officials can be more. Yeah. But like on a national level, they're very Yeah, much I would agree, there. yeah. So to me, like, the first thing you have to do is you have to eliminate the bourgeois. Not through violence, uh, one hopes. Thank uh, God. But as, as an economic class. <laughs> the bourgeois as an economic class can only exist if it's possible to privately own business because that's what's defining their existence and that's also what leads to really unequal consolidation of wealth so if you have worker cooperatives at the very least if you normalize them and you spread them what you have then is a complete lack of the entire economic class that's calling the shots right now or at least that has a disproportionate weight on what's taking place you then have only the proletarians and that's what uh you know marx called the dictatorship of the proletariat not a literal dictatorship. That's not what the term meant back then. They didn't use it in that way. But rather a society tightly controlled, exclusively controlled by the working class. 
something you can only really achieve if all there is is the working class. And that government, one by the working class for the working class, is one that I would trust to make fairer judgments on some of the stuff because it seems like they wouldn't have these these influences that are that are affecting them negatively now. Yeah, I I, I can't I can't get too deeper into that on it. Like, no, no, I can't no, really no, that's totally fine. That, to that's just, like, that's guess, just my perspective on it. That's all. Yeah, and I, I respect that. I, I just I don't know. I I still think that there's some uh balance somewhere there's probably some which i actually i think you agreed to earlier like if there's some kind of like like whatever uh, you uh, i think you described it a little better but like some kind of like balance between the best of all the systems that we currently know that could be achieved but i i, I still would i still would argue that capitalism has done a lot, a lot more and that to me i think i think there is a a, a healthy reason to be a little uh, skeptical and a little hesitant when it comes to like socialism just because of the history of what we've seen it do like it sucks because i like in theory like it makes a lot of sense and in theory it sounds really nice and it sounds like yeah something that i could get behind uh as someone who grew up extremely poor and in poverty and and has used um like my mom, like there's eight kids in my family. I don't know if you know, I know much about, Goodness. but like, yeah, so there's eight kids in my family, all from the same two parents. But like my mom left my dad, uh, whenever we were really young, uh, it was like uh domestic abuse, whatever. One time done, she left boom, single parent raising eight kids. Okay. If it wasn't for like a, a lot of the social safety nets we have in place, like, I don't know if she could have not, like she worked her ass off. She worked like three or four jobs, but like, so I can't really be like a whole, I can't really be like, uh, you know, against, uh, you know, social safety nets being that that's the background that I came from. It's like, dude, I don't know if I would have made it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I, in theory, it seems like really nice, but in history, it like, it, or how it's played out, it seems like kind of like terrifying. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, I, totally, I totally get, I, I want you but to at understand. The end of the day, I'm still a pragmatist and I still am like, you know, whatever, whatever the best uh, solution is is and and is you, what I want. You know, of course, if you've um, you you know if you've you know watched my content, and you know enough to have mentioned this. But I mean, I despise these 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 tankies too. Um, I don't ask you to trust in the history of socialism because I think that word has been bled out in so many negative ways. I ask you to trust in democracy. So if you could be encouraging towards, or at least accept accepting of the cooperative project. I think that's the best vehicle we have right now for promoting the idea that economic democracy is, is good for Americans. And um, I, I wouldn't, th- these, oftentimes, like, conversations on socialism talk about these big sweeping social reforms, you know, like revolution or whatever. And while yeah. I don't think those are, like, totally out of fit with the way the world works, because these things do happen, and I, it, well, I'll say this much, if revolutionary action is going to happen, I'd rather we have talked about it beforehand than not, I'll say that much, but... I don't think socialism is about that. Yeah, if it's like uh, just for the memes, like yeah, if this should happen right now, I feel like there'd be so many different people on so many different pages. It'd be insane. Like at least from what I see in like the the internet memes, but... I don't think it would go well for anyone. I'll say that no. <laughs> uh, I think that past all of it, it's it's not about those big sweeping things, but about smaller questions. You know, do you want to have control? over the place that you work, you know? 
do you want it to be your economic class or another economic class with the majority power in a country? I think most people <sighs> in those questions would answer in ways that sort of affirm my position. The real issue is, do you think that's possible? And I think it is. And I only ask that you be uh, open to those possibilities. I'm look, I'm oh I'm open. Okay. Like I try not to be like fucking I try not to be close by, but like I try to put myself too in because I've been in this position too, like I I try to put myself in a position of like being the creator, being like the like the idea behind the project, like or like being a chef or being like because I've done that before and like or I'm doing that currently, but like and then like my um my uh uh wife's grandfather is teaching me how to like uh, make wooden toys and um it's like if i started a business and like this is all my idea like i'm the one who has all the idea like I, this is knowledge been passed down for however whatever and you're the one that's and this is more niche than some other businesses that could be done more cooptively but mm -hmm. like in that case it's like how much how much do the do your workers really are or are they really entitled to you know what i mean well and again like i understand this is a more niche situation but like is uh, the toy maker always the owner so you act as though expertise and deep emotion shouldn't they be well that would be my argument because oftentimes you know some of the hardest working people at these companies aren't really the owners CEOs go come and go, you know, uh, shareholders literally buy into their positions oftentimes. But when we're talking about real passion, that's usually the people on the ground. At pharmaceutical companies, it's not their CEOs and shareholders that are doing the work, right? It's the it's the doctors and the, the pharmacists and the doctors researchers. And the chemists and the, yeah. Okay. Right, right. But mm -hmm. those people don't own shit, you know? They can be fired after a project is done. They can strike but also, and unionize. And like, that okay. But like, if you're born into this, like, uh, okay, let's say uh, for the memes, you're you're Trump, you, you know, instead of the current Trump we have, you're Trump. You're born into like, well, thank you. Now you're the Trump child, okay, and you have all this fortune to like do whatever you wish. And if you pour this amount of like capital into some business, and instead of failing and losing all your fucking net worth you are you you poured into something like reliable and something that can increase in you know and like don't you aren't you entitled to even though like maybe you didn't earn anything like your parents were the ones who earned something but you were born into this like wealth like isn't there something to be like uh, isn't that person like owed something to some degree like well, you can benefit from investments without actually owning anything directly right I mean, yeah. th theoretically, like the stock market, as we understand it, pertains to both investment and ownership. But you could imagine uh, that really, you know, um, investment becomes a more literal process, not in owning a share of the company, but rather you participate guess, in funding it. it sorry, because I just I, maybe I wasn't clear enough. Like, mm -hmm. so, but is this so maybe I guess is this something that you like believe in? Like, should that be a thing or like should a person being able to inherit money from their parents being a thing? Um, that and then also like like if you like you're let's say you're just born into wealth and then you invest this capital into whatever business like you don't do you think that you're entitled to some like a larger portion of the the earnings than your workers are like because yes they like you might have people under you who are coming up with much better ideas than you probably could ever come up with but and those people are getting more than the people under them and 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 so on and so forth but 
it, like the gap between you at the top and the people at the bottom is pretty massive. A cooperative doesn't necessarily uh, mean everyone has to be paid the exact same amount, right? Like, if you had a market socialist economy where you still had, like, a market economy but everything was cooperatively owned, I imagine most cooperatives would probably have, like, the elected managers or the elected, like, leaders of a business. They would, I mean, they would they would probably make more, I imagine. Their jobs would be more stressful, potentially. At least, I imagine they should be, right? Because they couldn't just sit on their laurels. They're not just an owner. They're a worker. They just happen to work at the top of that facility. So, in that case, greater compensation, I think that's very justifiable, you know? And you would have to set internal rules. You could limit uh, the wage of the person on top as a percentage of the wage of the lowest paid person, which Mondragon does. I think there are ways to manage yeah, I've heard all of that. that. Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't think Mondragon is perfect or anything, but I think there are ways to do that um, and, and, and sort of get good outcomes from it. If what you're asking me fundamentally is like the, the broader question, you know, is a man entitled to the sweat of his brow? My answer is only if every other man is too. So if you're getting compensation for what you do, I think that's great, right? But if your compensation or your ownership or your power is disempowering other people only because they just happen to be less lucky than you, they just happen to be born with less wealth or invest in the wrong things, that's what I would take issue with. Okay. Though you have to admit, a world in which no one would ever even think to inherit anything would be kind of a nice one, wouldn't it? I mean, like, like theoretically, like Star Trek shit. I mean, if you could. Uh, okay, actually, all right, all right, all right, all right, because right. I've said this before. Like, a, okay, uh, fuck, what was it that I said? It's, um, socialism in a in a post what the, post scarcity society or whatever. Like, oh yeah, or a, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm fucking I'm like all for it. Yeah, hmm? if we're if we're talking about like Star Trek, yeah, I'm here for it, man. If we're there. Yeah, what the hell do we have to? Yeah, UBI for everybody. We're we're mining asteroids out in the asteroid belt that are worth quadrillions worth of fucking like resources. Like, we have platinum asteroids out in the belt right now, and I feel like the first person to get out there is gonna destroy the economy, uh, for at least for our country. Because I'm I'm pretty sure not to be like, I mean, look, USA number one, but. Uh, it's got to be a USA getting there first. I mean, we got Bezos, we got Elon Musk, and it we seems got like uh, whatever depends, that other depends guy Depends on what China does in the coming It seems decades. like it. Yeah, I hope it is, okay? But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's definitely going to break our economy internally, but it, but it will be beneficial, I think, worldwide because like we'll be... Does it ever like so far ahead of everybody else? Does it ever seem odd to you that the 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 idea that excess and increased efficiency are actually economic problems? Because that wasn't always the case. I right? didn't. Wait, I don't understand that question. I'm not gonna. The lie idea to you. that, can that you finding like a bunch of rare earth minerals or like a ton of resources on an asteroid somewhere, the idea that that would like make our economy worse is kind of strange, isn't it? We have oh, this right now with yeah, automation. a little bit like autom like automation objectively improves the conditions for human lives we find a way to do something without human labor involved that's I, I, we've been doing this but for i think it would millennia. do both right like a little bit right like but... whoever found it let's be honest i feel like <laughs> i did not to get all like conspiratorial but i feel like who like it would there would be some government governmental forces involved like whoever goes out there and starts mining the first like platinum asteroid 
that's worth like oh, $15 oh, I'm quadrillion sure dollars or whatever. Like, it, the I'm U.S. Sure. is going to be like, hey, let's keep this on the hush. We'll take it back to, you know, Area 51. We're going to we're going to break this shit down. We're going to release it slowly into the economy. All right. You're the head boss. You could you can you but can call a lot of shots. That's, but let's that's, just chillax. Okay? Interesting, though, right? Because in a way, <laughs> it seems like the health of our economy is is it, it expects that we never get too much infinite growth, but not too much. Because if we get too much, all of a sudden, you know, you have price crashes and stuff. And okay, well it's... then, do you know about the? Okay, just for the, just to toss this onto the pile while we're talking. Like, like, do you know about the, um, the? You know about the diamond, the diamond market? Right, how it's currently. kind of artificially controlled uh, yeah, by, like, by hoarding. You the... can literally. That's why you can buy a, sl- a saw blade, uh, a diamond across a saw blade at fucking Lowe's. The diamond. The diamond market, and this is not like a conspiracy. Like you can look this shit no, up it's for lit- anybody. Yeah, they literally for yeah. listening. Like, I, yeah, I'm not just like memeing here. Like, you can look it up. You can find diamond. There's diamond veins everywhere, all across the fucking world. You can. It's diamonds are just as, um, as uh, and you can make diamonds now. It's, as it's, as like quartz or sand, whatever. It's cheap like you can find them anywhere to make yeah. them too. We can yeah. we can artificially make them with with relative yeah. ease. I think. But they started doing those they, between like the commercials, the way they were doing uh, the commercials, like a diamond is everything or whatever the fuck, like right, back yeah. in like the twenties or whatever. This is luckily, this is something that me and both my wife knew about. Cause I was like, look, I, I'm sorry. I'm not buying, I, I'm not paying, you know, a couple thousand dollars for gravel. Cause the reality is that's how common it is. Okay. Not to burst anybody's bubble. And sorry, if you've bought your, a significant other diamond, more power to you. But I'm just saying, okay? <laughs> it's they'll gravel. Uh, you can find it anywhere on the planet if you just dig deep enough. They'll they'll get over it, I'm sure. Um, but no, I I agree with you. This is one of the reasons why I think decommodification is a big part of the equation too. Not just um, not just the um, the the democracy element, right? Because there are some things that markets are really good at. I would never take away from that. Um, I think that for like luxury goods, for example, you know, if there's some degree of scarcity, I think markets are a fairly effective way of at least handling that scarcity and managing it. But it seems like for a lot of stuff, a market economy is kind of holding us back. Automation is a huge one. Like the prospect of automation should be a civilization changing boon for all of us suddenly millions of humans who had to work on me okay wait not to pivot but i'm curious because i know i've seen i think i've seen or heard that you don't really like yang very much and yet one of the one of the reasons why i like yang is because he's one of the only people talking about like automation and how like uh how much of an issue it's going to become in the future so like don't worry uh, that's that's the one thing that i don't I like about him. from what you were saying or like distract but i don't want to forget to say it either, no no I'm that's that's curious. the that's the thing that i like about him uh, there's a lot of other stuff that i don't like pertaining to his approach and outreach and how he wants to deal with it too right because we're we have to ask these big questions about our economy like what does it say about our economy uh that's something which is basically objectively good is threatening to put millions of people out of work Shouldn't all the right. money that was being made with the labor of the truck workers, for example, beforehand still exist? That money's just being made and kept by the companies associated with the transportation that they were doing. They've just found a way to skim more money off the top towards the wealthy. It seems like there are a lot of things that benefit our society in theory, but in practice, it's just another opportunity for the people on top of our market to skim more off the top. I think that we need to think like, 
you know, hey, you know, maybe, uh, maybe there are elements of market economies that are not only do they sort of mandate inequality, but they're actually really inefficient at producing civilizational benefits from big, big boons. In my opinion. Yeah, I just. Uh, so, okay. So then what is your. Wait, because sorry, I was trying to take notes because I didn't want to distract you from what you were saying before, because you were saying that you, you thought decommodification is pretty important. I just don't know where, like, what do you explain to me, like, what your ideal, like, because I've heard, like, some socialists or ANCAPs have argued to me, like, decommodification of, of, like, healthcare specifically or, like, uh, like, what do you mean when you, when you say that a focus on... I think healthcare is a big one because healthcare doesn't work with a market incentive, you know? Market incentives are all about... Um, uh, well, they're all about... Um, sorry. Um, the elasticity of prices. That's the fundamental thing. Supply and demand. If something is overpriced, uh, people won't buy it. But if it's, you know, underpriced, they'll buy, you know, uh, uh, quite a lot of it. But it doesn't work that way with healthcare or housing or food because you need those things. If insulin costs $1 a vial, people will buy it. If it costs 1000 people will have to buy it. There's no choice. You yeah. die. So market incentives just don't work there. It's And our, and our economy uh, well, shows it because we have a very market-driven healthcare right. system and we have a very inefficient outcome. A lot of human okay. misery. I can agree. Like, dude, I, look, I'm all... Look, I... I, I I understand that our healthcare like system is, is is kind of like in shambles compared to other countries, but but also, it, at the same time, we have like the best doctors in the world. So it's like, so how is that working? I that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, like I want to understand this too. Like I I. I we like, have the best doctors in the world because we have the wealthiest people in the world. And those right, doctors are so, only accessible to the wealthiest people. But okay, for the rest yes, of us, we I, get a whole other tier. Of, we get a whole other subset. Okay, this is where we can agree. All right. And this is not like like generally, this is not common among a lot of people on the right. But I am someone who is in like support of a, a like y utilizing our like 27% of our fucking budget that we spend on uh, health care much better but the only difference between like maybe me and and someone on the left like someone uh or some of the people that i've talked to on the left would probably be like uh yeah well fucking like however much more we need to spend like tax whatever re increase tax, whatever we need to do to to fix this shit mm -hmm. i would just be like we're already spending almost double every other country in the world percentage wise of our gdp or, or, or of our revenue on healthcare. so uh, how about we fucking hold our 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 uh, government accountable and let's fix this shit right I'm like find any fucking disagreeing from me man 100 right so that least. would be the only difference between yeah so, so, i don't know man but man so much do you mind real I quick i'm gonna let my sure cat out that, uh, but... one second because they're being a oh, yeah my. true uh, i need to yeah. take a pee break because i've drank a couple of beers so i have to break the seal yeah all right cool yeah there you go pee break cat break Sorry, he he toppled over a laundry basket and he was scraping at a closet door. Oh, did he leave too? Oh, he went to pee? Oh, cool, cool. 
Guys, I know we're all very cynical here, but is it wrong for me? To say that I'm really happy with how the conversation is going. You know? Oh god. I was I was so oh god, we get we get so few fun, good conversations. Um It was cool to talk to in person too. I had a good time. That's that. Reddit has some new hot takes of monogamy. I can't do it, dude. Oh no. Please no. Please. 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 No. No. You can spend anything to be insecure. Polyamorous people are insecure because they're scared of being in the situation of having something to lose, so their solution is just not care in the first place. A you can't lose if you don't play mentality. See, I did it too. I don't know if I would necessarily agree with that interpretation, but if you wanted to say that, then sure, there are probably people for whom that's unironically the case, yeah. Insecurity motivates a ton of human behavior the same way that food does, like being hungry does, you know? Like, insecurity is often described as a bad thing, but in reality, it's a it's like a lizard brain emotion that we feel because it helps us maintain, like, social relationships. Everyone experiences insecurity. When we say a person is insecure, what we really mean is that they're too insecure or they're unjustifiably insecure. Right, I'm back. Oh, hey, what's up? What's up? Hello? All right, yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Howdy. Sorry, just making life more Sick difficult my for my editors on. by filling the uh, the discussion with uh, irre irrelevant side chat. You know, nice, how you good. doing? Good. Uh, better now that I'm relieved. Nice. I, I let my cat out. They were uh, they were trying to climb into a laundry basket and escaping into the closet and stuff. They were having a good time. Do we do we want to do a side discussion real quick? Okay. Wait. Whatever you got I in your uh, whatever you got in your I hand. I probably got till the end of the hour because anything past that I got to do work. Okay. <laughs> I won't waste our time then. So I I was gonna do a cats a cats versus dog memes, but we'll we could save that for another time. What's your well, real quick then? What's your preference? Okay, definitely dogs. Just because like uh, look, I love, I love cats, but I'm just not willing to give up an entire room of my house. Okay, because you got to put the thing in there, and then they got to pee and poop in it. It's like, why can't you just go outside? You got to walk. I mean, yeah, but you got to go outside for that, man. That's a whole. That's a that's a big I step mean, for people like me, you know. I, true, but like they 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 learn to hold it just like we learn to hold it right like we we don't just be, pee and like okay you hold it all right like you go to sleep you might have drank a little more than you wanted to you go to sleep and then you can hold it for like a couple hours like whatever like you learn right yeah you don't pee every hopefully. time you gotta pee well you know ho cats, i mean eventually yeah that is where we are but you know hopefully refuse. young cats just don't <laughs> yeah for now like cats just don't give a fuck, man. They just they're just like I gotta pee and I'm gonna pee. Like I like if you don't have a litter box in here, I think you can train them to be outside. But it's like I feel like I think it's a lot harder, right? Yeah, cats are. I, I think the term is sigma. Um, <laughs> is that the term? Yeah, yeah. They're very uh, they're very uh, <laughs> ego minded for sure, for sure. Anyway, anyway. Um, All right. Um, no, no, I. Um, I, I we appreciate your opinion on animals and all. Yeah, what were we talking about? Uh, we I I we agreed because I think we should spend our twenty seven percent 
of our revenue, our budget, whatever tax budget on uh, healthcare more efficiently rather than fund it more or something to that extent. And then that came out of something about automation. I typed Yang automation and then decommodification with two question marks. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I. I bells. Yeah. My, well, my issues with Yang have nothing to do with uh, his oh, acknowledgement. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, of, I was of curious. The automation issues. No, it's. I think that unfortunately he approaches it in a very in a very tech bro y way to me, which I, that sounds dumb. But what, what does what that I, mean? Yeah. What I mean by that is, the impression that I get from him, is that he sees automation as a technical problem to overcome, rather than a um, uh, a, a sort of a progenitor or a catalyst to meaningful social change. In in, in essence, that there's this. There's this economic issue that I think from a lot of perspectives lends itself towards extremely like anti-capitalist or at the very least like capitalist critical takes. But rather than embrace those, he adopts a, a, a more technocratic perspective, you know, like, OK, you know, we'll have this UBI and that's like sort of the big policy changer, which I'm, I like UBI, so I'm glad that's being brought up, but not in a, as a way of really sort of advancing the working classes power relative to whatever changes are being brought about by that by, by the, the the automation it just seems like kind of a stopgap or he, he he talks to me it's like if a person was like talking about climate change and they were like here's what we really need to do okay we really need to build water walls around our coastal cities to protect it and that was like their big thing and it's like that's Wait, your, what? <laughs> like, like, no, yeah, like, like that's that's their big prescription. It's like, okay, climate change is coming. We need to build water walls so when the sea levels rise, our uh, our our cities don't flood. Wait, like is that a flood. real thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There are cities that already have it. Uh, New Orleans already has it because they're they're below sea level, but the sea level's rising, so it's gonna. Um, Holy that, shit! It, it's something we're probably gonna build more of. But like, if that was the, or sorry, I think they're called cities. dikes. But I, I think they're called dikes. But I, or levees. They're called levees. Levies, yeah. Okay. Levies, okay. I've heard levies before. Dikes yeah. are another thing, yeah. Um, sorry, yeah. I, I thought it was called dikes, but I didn't want to say. It you sound like Dave be, Chappelle now. Chat, yeah, chat was going to be in, immature, about it, so I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, I just it, it's frustrating to me because it feels like we're so close to like a really meaningful solution, and we're and we're I don't know if we're going to get it. So maybe Yang will be beneficial historically yeah. because he started the discourse in a way that others haven't. But I'm hoping we can get a real, you know, like. The fact okay. that automation is an economic okay. problem. Tell yeah. me what you think about this. All right. You ready for this? I hope that somehow. Okay. Because I've seen a lot of people that were like pissed at like, uh, like Yang went on like Tucker Carlson or some shit and that he's been yeah. like, like independent and that like a lot of people are like, what the fuck, man? And as a Yang, like I'm, I'm Yang gang all the way. Okay. I was actually a grassroots campaigning for Andrew Yang uh, before this election so even though like i ended up voting for trump but uh i i wanted a better solution right like i wasn't like i felt like he was providing solutions even though i probably disagree with like two-thirds of like fucking andrew Yang's policy but my the way i see it is like if he were to get elected probably two-thirds like two-thirds of probably policy probably wouldn't get passed through but that even um some of the stuff like like the UBI, which I thought probably definitely wouldn't get uh, through, but at least it getting on the table would be beneficial in our future. Like how, like, what do you think about that? Like, as far as like him getting 
Like if somehow magically, like he just got elected now, would it be more satisfactory to you? Uh, I feel uh, like a lot of people, a lot of people like on the left and the right or the Democrat and the Republicans don't really feel like those parties really represent them. And I, yeah, well, like I certainly, I certainly that, don't, so. I, I don't feel represented by the, um, by the democratic party for sure. I guess it, the, the whole, um, uh, the, the third party thing has to be done to a good cause, right? I don't like what he's doing right now because it seems like he's breaking people off from the Democrats towards some sort of meaningless, like banal centrism. I also have a huge beef with, um, with uh, like ideological neutrality. That really, really bugs me, right? So he says not left, not right, but forward. That's nonsense. No political theorist would ever, ever, ever say that. Come on, man. What do you mean though? But There's you said no earlier thing. that like you, you're okay. Okay, but all right. But well, do you believe in like the liberal consensus as I described it earlier? I can restate it. Which forgot, which maybe. consensus specifically? So that like the government, the government generally is there, just as a broad generalization the, the government is there to uh um provide a basic social safety net promote infrastructure and regulate business uh yeah well i'm i i know that it's something we sort of loosely arbitrate today i don't i don't know if there's any party that's like really adhering to that uh, perfectly yeah but that's what i would okay uh so I guess because I did a lot of like like deep diving into like the Republican Party because I was trying to figure out like I'm curious this why is something... you voted for the the big T you know it seems like you've got a lot of political positions that don't really I overlap. well some of these evolved later on okay I'm not gonna lie I was pretty so before before have you ever read the True Believer by Eric Hoffman No or Hoffer I Hoffer. think I've heard of it though. It's uh, a really, it's a really good book. If you want an audio book, it, it takes like, I don't know, like four hours or something. It's really short, actually. For, but it, it's like a philosophy. This guy basically just studied mass movements and like how people get put into positions where. Anyways, I fall into a lot of those tropes, uh, unfortunately, uh, and I was really susceptible to like populism. I was, I went from like being a Bernie bro to I didn't vote in 2016, even though I could have. But I probably would have voted for Trump if I did. And that's only because I felt like the election was stolen from Bernie at the time. Like, mm -hmm. I thought that the, I totally bought into, like, the Democrats. Uh, the Democrats, uh, like, like stole this from him and they conspired against him, whatever, whatever. And it wasn't so bad then. Like, I didn't really care too much then. But, like, especially during covid like I lost all my income. So after like I get married to my wife, we have everything is going for us. We're about to like have kids. Uh, and then it's just like, boom, COVID, everything's fucking like done for. So it was like I was in a perfect position to be like, I don't know, influence, I feel like. And uh, not that I could have couldn't have done like more research and stuff, but like. I don't know. I've I've just done a lot more fucking research now. If I feel like you would be able to relate, if 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 you, it's hard. I, I don't want to go into like explaining you're talking it all. as though I don't understand. Okay, it's, well, it's I, not a position that I've been in myself, but I know a lot of people, and I'm friends with a fair number of people who are in similar positions. 
And I think what you're talking about speaks to a very deep distrust in and disillusionment towards the system that we have right now. Yeah. And I'm betting one of the reasons why you like Yang is because he's a maverick, because he's a breath of fresh air, and because he does seem like yeah. a, an effective break to what is otherwise like an impenetrable, like bipartisan uh, like wall that, that doesn't yeah. seem to move or budge. Yeah, I understand that. Yes. A lot more verbose than I would put it, but absolutely. I, uh, yeah, I, yeah, no, uh, uh yeah, brevity has never been my, my strong suit. No, I, I get that. I think, um, I, the, the system as it exists right now, I guess I would defer to history on this one because the system as it exists right now is very gridlocked, but historically gridlocks aren't broken through centrism or through an appeal to moderation. They're usually broken when countries collapse and the more radical wing takes over. Okay, so, but I don't know how much, like, history you've gone, because I've done, gone into a lot more more recently, and I don't know, do you know who Heather Cox Richardson is? Um, I'm afraid I do not know. Okay, well, I'm going to try to push her onto you like I do everybody else, but she's awesome. She's a historian. She did a whole deep dive, especially because of Trump and everything, like, she did a whole deep dive into, like, the Republican Party and, like, laid it out and just, like, enlightened especially someone like me to the party. And that's why I'm not, I, that's why I'm not like, I don't, uh, I don't have an issue necessarily with saying like, yeah, I'm a more like traditional Republican because I, when I say that I'm relating to someone more like Eisenhower who came along after, well, yeah, after FDR, after a like shit storm of, of, of failures, whether it was between the economy and between, um, uh, foreign affairs and everything else that was going on at the time, like, um, and Eisenhower was it, like one of the most, probably like the greatest general in the history of America, um, and it, probably of the world uh, at the time. And both parties wanted him to run for them, and he didn't run. It's like the, it's like a, it's straight out of like a comic book. It's like he didn't run until he had to. Right. Like he saw the direction that the Republican Party was going. He saw that the Republican Party was heading in this direction of like ideology and separating from this like, uh, you know, liberal consensus or whatever. And he still believed in that. And he had studied people like Eric Hoffman and he studied uh, like he had read like Nietzsche and and he had understood why, like philosophically, how like the Nazis got into believing like not not just he didn't study like the dictator that you know was leading the people he studied how a people or how a population how a movement can be misled by such a person you know what i mean because mm -hmm. um it you know even at you know at the freer festival i'm sure if we're in a if we're in some like dire situation like how all 10 of us or however many people were out there so one person could become like some kind of like crazy dictator but he he studied instead of that person he studied like the actual person uh why does it show you green it shows you like you're talking oh i have an open microphone it's probably just oh i'm you. sorry i just didn't know if i was like talking i didn't know if we were disconnecting or something but... no 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 not at all no i i understand what but, you're yeah. saying i understand where you're coming from as well i think well hmm. i think what i'm what i'm most concerned with is um oh sorry because sorry because i i got distracted but real quick i'll just try to end that um oh, sure uh, so but, but Eisenhower, Eisenhower took like this approach he called like the middle way, 
and basically it was what i was talking about like earlier like you're just taking like the best positions of both sides and a lot of people attacked especially the republicans started attacking him for this and it was really uh what's his name uh Robert, not Robert Taft, that was the president, but Robert Taft Jr. So Robert Taft's son, who ended up being a senator, uh, Robert Taft, the senator, um, was eventually would would go on to like uh, join up with with people like McCarthy, and then McCarthy's uh, McCarthy's offspring like um, uh, Roy Cohn would go on to mentor Trump. So it's like all these fucking people are all connected. Everyone that calls himself like a large uppercase C like conservative is all connected. And they none of them have actual roots in some kind of like political solution. They're all ideologues, unfortunately. And what's even worse than that is that it might be this... hitting on what I'm bothered about with Yang. Well, I'll finish, but, but but this is what upsets me about the Republican Party currently is because basically from Eisenhower onward, they started kicking people out. And it's really hard to like, like, like 30 second this, but like, uh, yeah, so they basically just started kicking out like traditional Republicans. They started kicking out anybody who had anybody who agreed with the liberal consensus was basically like they were like oh well this is just diet socialism this is just diet communism and anytime the government does anything for the people that's communism that's socialism and get them the fuck out of here and uh, unfortunately not only did this not only does this remove uh, a lot of the the voters from the republican side that were like uh, more in line with like the middle way and and more like closer to the center where, where we could actually get along and agree and and like get get legislation passed but then it galvanized the left because because like the democrats took advantage of this wholeheartedly and instead of instead of like coming to the middle and coming to the table with ideas and having to agree on things it's and it's turning to in the extreme ends what it is now is like you have the democrats providing solutions whether or not they're good or bad it doesn't really matter because they're providing solutions and the right or the Republicans are just opposing them. And it really fucking sucks because uh, uh, there should be some discussion. There should, there should be some kind of like conversation. But yeah, I don't well, know. You're not gonna I, get, I get really pissed off with with Republicans in their current state because it's just a bunch of ideologues. Um, you're not going to yeah, see much disagreement know. from me on this, you know. I think the main problem that I have with Yang is that he is an ideologue. He's an ideologically driven anti-ideologue this is what i mean about i think sort he of the, lost me <laughs> it's the aesthetics you said okay. you liked uh you know moving towards the center because you could pull the best positions from all sides now i want the best positions yeah. no matter where they come from i don't agree with the republican party on pretty much anything but i know there are mm -hmm. other countries where there are different political parties that disagree with each other but i would probably pull from solutions from all sides you know in theory i think this is a wonderful thing I think the issue that I have is that Yang doesn't actually offer that. What he offers is a kind of neutered, milquetoast bipartisanship that aesthetizes moving towards the center, but in reality does nothing. This is one of the issues that I have. See, you said Eisenhower made people mad when he pulled from both sides, but Yang doesn't. If you take a look at his policy prescriptions or what he put on the uh, People's Party, or the, 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 the middle party, forward party website, you know, he actually deliberately avoids subjects that are partisan uh, uh, between the Republicans and the Democrats. He isn't committing to anything 
uh, that would isolate uh, potential voters from either side, which means that he's not actually pulling the best from either side. He's pulling nothing, which means that, uh, sure, maybe he won't get people on either side angry at him. But on the other hand, he's just more interested in making uh, a name off of the the aesthetic of bipartisanship. But you have to make people mad to be bipartisan. You have to, you know? And I guess my issue is, like, at the moment, um, that things are so politically partisan right now that even if I did agree with the Republican Party on some stuff, there's no way a person who pulled good ideas from both sides could ever succeed electorally. There's just too much bad blood. They would get shot down from both sides, you know? Yeah, but... Man, but so the best thing we historic, can do historically that you fight through it. That's happened several times, though. Well, it's happened before, sure, but we live in an, a radically different era when it comes to like QAnon just, did not exist in the past, right? I mean, we're in a pretty unique era when it comes to dude, how. But it did. It just wasn't in the same magnitude. Like I don't know, man. Like maybe this is just me being too much of an optimist, but like I just I don't know, man. Like. I'm we doing as adapt. much as I can, especially on like a local level, and like, uh, like I'm, I'm willing to like find the best solution, like which is why, uh, like where I am, where I am, right, like, right. This the is why I'm solution. like talking to like people like you who are like a socialist, and 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 and, and fucking, it's crazy because even like six months ago, like I, the panel that we were talking about tonight, like I, I don't know if you know, but like I was at January the sixth, like I was there. Like, I wasn't, like, full-blown, like, fucking, like, ready to go run in there and, like, hurt somebody. But I was there because I wanted to, like, record things and because I thought I had this idea that, like, that Trump's side was being misrepresented. So I was like, well, I want, if I'm able to, I want to go live stream it and prove people wrong. So it wasn't necessarily that I was, like, Were they all in. Wrong? Uh, <laughs> not really. Uh, to some degree, maybe like because I was there for three weekends leading up to the six, so it was like it was like the fuck. I can't remember how it played. It was like the the million mega march was one of them. I can't remember. It was like one, or it was like the million mega march, and then another one, and then the sixth, something like that. But I was there for all three of those, and. And people were donating so that I could go up there, but I I realized too that like, uh, I don't know. I felt bad because I didn't really believe wholeheartedly the same way like I knew a lot of these people believed. And I, as easy as it would have been for me to just like super grift and just like continue to be like, yeah, fucking mega Trump twenty twenty, I was still on my channel and I was like, you know, fuck it, like I. I would have still rather voted for like Yang and I like I'm still more of like a libertarian at the end of the day like I don't necessarily believe like like full blown like uh like drug controller full blown like um even though I w I would still consider myself like somewhat like pro life I uh, like my pro life position is like is like well if it's like rape or uh incest or or assault whatever um that's that could be like excused or whatever. Like I have, I'm pretty fucking center on a lot of things. And, and a lot of, even a lot of people knew that like I came from a position of, I was like grassroots campaigning for Andrew Yang before this. And I never hid that. But like, even still some people um, on the right get really fucking irritated at me. I'm just like, look, man, I, just because you didn't watch my other content doesn't, doesn't change if, that I, it is what it is, you know? So I feel like we're in a position 
I feel like we're in a position right now where a lot of people understand we're in a gridlock and a lot of people are offering solutions, but some of those solutions are going to be a lot better than others. I think Yang offers an appealing one, but ultimately a failed one. He's not... He's too toothless to really propose things that meaningfully address solution. I mean, like, like there's so much stuff that he hasn't touched on. Like, the fact that the forward party that he's put forward has positions on automation and, like, third parties, but doesn't have any positions stated on, like, healthcare plans is really telling, you know? It, it, being a, willing to offend people, being willing to isolate people is just part of making strong decisions for the country. And I don't think he's ready to do that. Or maybe he never will be. Okay, well, what do well, you mean by that, though? Like, I don't... I, I, I feel I like mean, I know what you mean, but... He's selling you the aesthetic of centrism, but only that. That you're not going to get the real benefits. He's not going to take the boast... He's not going to take the both from either side. He's going to take nothing from either side, because to take anything from either side would be to limit his voter share. It's just a catch-all. It's a, it's a Venus flytrap. It's a a way for people to think like they're breaking down the system when in reality they're less influential upon it than any other group, you know? That's the, the thing that worries okay, me. Okay, but like, but if he got into, oh, I don't know, man. I mean, it's hard to like speculate on that because it's hard to know, especially in this day and age. But I just feel like, honestly, even as much as I disagree with him on, on a lot of his policies, like I, I would I would prefer him over like any Republican or Democratic candidate currently. What what what, what policies do you want foot forward? Because it seems like he doesn't really have that many policy positions for you to draw. Well, he he's at least bringing a lot of things to the table. So he's he's talking about like the the and he's changed too. So I have to admit, like I haven't gone and looked at his like most current like policies, but um, I know the UBI was a really important one. The healthcare was a really important one. And I don't think either of those two would change between him running for president and him running for mayor. But especially when like, just specifically like when he ran for mayor and I looked at, I was trying to push people to vote for him for New York city mayor. Um, because when I looked at him, excuse me, in comparison to all the other candidates that were running for New York city, like he had solutions. He had so much, excuse me, sorry, I got some burps, but so, so much more like than all these other candidates did. Yeah, uh, I saw a lot of them debates and it just seemed like all he was really willing to do was point out that he had solutions, yeah. to these problems that nobody else was willing to address. But I didn't, I didn't watch the debates to be honest, but I, it, I looked it, at their, I looked at their websites and their, and, and like, Dude, even if you look at him, just his okay. So even just then in the in the gubernatorial race, but then also in the presidential race, like no one, and and maybe you can be like, well, this is all bullshit. Like, but no one had even close to that amount of information on their website. And I feel like on what though? that it's just like because I feel like it's all these politicians are fucking terrified to like put all this out there because then this is this is this becomes a list of like to do this becomes a to-do list and then when they get in if they get in then you know then they actually have to follow through or or try to so yeah i mean i i've seen his um some of his stuff i don't know that much about the specific economic problems plaguing nyc you know uh, as opposed to like what he's trying to do with this forward party thing I think that his run for New York was certainly more defensible than what he's doing right now, because at least for the New York City mayoral run, he actually did, like, 
he, he he did actually like address some issues, you know, put forward some yeah, positions. Yeah, he had a bunch, I, like, I, I, I am I'm informed crazy. by my biases here significantly, but it seems to me like all Yang can really offer me is like he might do some of the things Biden would do, but not all of them. And he might also do things that I like quite a bit less than that. I, it, it's certainly not going to break political gridlock, right? I mean, what you have mm. to do if you want to if you want to address this issue meaningfully is, well, first of all, you have to get rid of the two-party system. You know, Yang actually does have things to say about that, which I respect. But beyond that, you need to hardcore focus on particular political issues that you believe in and become the ideologue for those issues. Because if you look throughout history, stalemates have not been broken by the centrists. They've broken by the ideologues. The civil war between but the they have so, been though like with the bet like not with this level of divide i'm though. not an ex i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna try to pretend to be an expert on this but like maybe specifically like uh i'm i'm i'm, I'm hard focusing on eisenhower because i really like eisenhower i guess but like specifically with eisenhower like he was a really like centrist like he he was mo much more of a pragmatist than anybody in our history and his presidency was one of the best in our history and, and, and like a lot of people don't know that uh a national health care uh, uh um was was actually uh put on the table by an eisenhower administration under under eisenhower him, like what do you think made him good because i think uh, i think that one of the one of the things that made him the best was that he was he came from the military and but in I mean, the military, like, what, it's like what did he it's do like, that I should celebrate? <sighs> Man, I can't. Uh, I can't name it. Okay, so let me finish this first because. Sure. Okay, so what I think I made him the best as far as like approaching like uh, solutions to problems was was that he was looking for a solution, I guess. But like, what solutions um, because, did he put forward? Right. Like what? Like if if you were to like sum up his his big achievements in office, I. I'll have to pull up. I have, to, I have little notes on him because I really like him. But but what what I think, uh, why I think I guess because I'm not answering your question directly. But like why I think he was the way he was is because of military. Is because uh, you know like an opinion can get people killed, but like a solution will save lives. So that's that's the major reason I think he was willing to work with both there sides. Are no solutions without opinions. Um, right? You can only have a solution if you have an opinion yeah, on what the metric for victory degree. is. Like how do you solve an issue without an ideological bias, right? What about let's say um let's say uh drug use, right? Do you think it is a victory uh in our country for cities to provide clean needles and free heroin to addicts? Um wait, say that again? For our cities to provide clean needles and free heroin to addicts, do you think Actually, that's like a victory for our city? Well, it depends on how you do it, but a little bit. Actually, I'm a lot more liberal on this than probably everyone on the right. But yeah, actually, I'm I'm actually all for like clean usage. Do you I, think that the fact that that is a solution to you is ideologically informed? Because I bet you there are a lot of people who also voted for Trump who would say that is by absolutely no means a solution to, or even an addressal of, our problems. I it's always shit, an ideological man. bias. Um, maybe I, I guess too. it's from I guess it's from more like maybe from experience more than it is like ideological though. But because like, to, towards what end? Because because I've been around 
people like this and i've done my fair share of like drugs to know that like yeah drugs can be like super like addictive and stuff and it's not necessarily the case that um like this is a problem that's going to happen regardless of whether we address it or ignore it so you know what i mean what why should the state subsidize their addiction why should tax dollars from poor families be used um, be on giving heroin because in the, because at the end of the day it's probably much much cheaper than uh than sending them to jail and sending them to prison and letting them live off our tax dollar letting them get put in in there with people who are like rapists and murderers etc cetera, etc cetera, and and become and catch more charges and get put in there for even longer periods of time like so, actually i we should we coddle every class of criminals maybe punishment is what they deserve uh no I, actually <laughs> i actually think there should be like two separate classes of like uh punishment for crime so like anything that's like sexual assault assault on another human being like like uh beating or murdering whatever should go into like one place and like the other place should be like everything less than that basically should be like rehabilitation i think that criminals are criminals i don't understand why we should be concerned with their rehabilitation prisons exist to punish prisoners don't they we don't want them around us and we certainly don't want them to be incentivized yeah but i'm pretty behavior. sure like if we we've talked about like earlier like everybody's done their like everybody's broken their like some tenant or some law or some like you're making I, a lot of I, ideological claims you know you're making should statements. That's true. You're hey, right. Uh, by the way, everything you're saying, by the way, I agree with completely. But it goes beyond what saves the most money, right? Talk to a Republican about what saves the most money, and they'll they'll blink at you, right? Well, Talk I to fucking them about do what this, and it's bad people. I, yeah, I, I trust me. Yeah. Solutions it's are fucking, ideological, so non-ideological politics can be kind of counterproductive. Yeah, and I try to do this as much as I can in like my uh, my my city and stuff and i and i try to bring this stuff up but it's like it's pretty fucking hard oh um, no no for sure right but the reason why it's difficult is I mean, just i feel like it's better than nothing though it's so. not it's the, not the numbers though right because i've had this conversation with people and i know for a fact that you can mathematically demonstrate the fact that some policies with regards to drug usage are cheaper for the state than other ones but they don't care do they it goes the same to yeah. the state providing free contraception. I've had that convo like 20 times, right? You can say it is objectively, provably, mathematically cheaper for the state to provide free contraceptives, you know, here, here, and here, than it is for us to just wait for people to make mistakes and then invariably crime raises because of poor family planet, et cetera, et cetera. So, but, but, like, but if you have that conversation with a Republican, oftentimes they will not care. Even if you tell them it's cheaper, they don't care. They don't budge. Even if they believe that it's cheaper, they don't care because their goal isn't your goal. Their goal isn't what makes it cheaper. Their goal is what best punishes the groups who they believe have engaged in deviancy. To them, right, but the solution that's, that's isn't current. Uh, I agree with you, but like that's current Republicans. Like, but that's what which I mean. Really sucks. Like, their solutions are ideological, and you and I can only agree on this because we both share an ideological bias, right? We both believe that in this case, human health and happiness, along with the saving of tax dollars, is what matters because that's what we think leads to a best society. But there are people who think that the best societies are one which wickedly punish those who commit sin, and I can't convince them that I'm right just by showing them better data sheets. The only way for me to convince them that I'm right is by winning building a better world and then pointing at it and looking at them smugly while they change their mind. 
if they change their mind. And that's what I'm talking about with people like Yang, right? And breaking these filibusters. You can't do it with centrism. Not when we're at this point. Not when people don't even agree on what reality we're in anymore. You have to do yeah, it but by that's, breaking it. But, 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 but the same kind of like severity of, of, uh, of like the, the ideological differences was, was um, this was happening like when Eisenhower decided to run. This severity? Like the, 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 yeah, it was I don't it was really I don't serious, that. man. Like people basically the Republicans at the time were like, no, we need to go back to like the 1920s. We need to like deregulate everything. And the Democrats were like, uh, no, we need we, we need to go like like even further with like FDR's like uh um fuck uh New Deal. Like we need to go more New Deal and 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 somehow Eisenhower was able to like step into the position and yeah I mean I mean like uh, I found some of my stuff but like he kept he kept America at peace for like the long like one of a few like just a couple presidents I think actually Trump was one of the only other ones which not to you know but uh, that didn't go to a or didn't start a new war I guess technically he was still at war because of the I or whatever for not doing but that. Eisenhower it was Eisenhower and then like uh ended the well he was he was coming into at the end of the Korean War and refused to like go back to war. Um he was one of the I think uh it was Eisenhower balanced the budget and then the only other president besides him to do that was Bill Clinton. You're not gonna get me by the way, to disagree. Uh, Everything I know about Eisenhower, he, he seems like he was one of the better presidents. And, you know, I don't like American presidents that much. So that's a high note of praise for me. It's just, I think there are yeah, times when and, moderation works and then there are times when moderation doesn't. And well, right this now, is what, we see what uh, moderation looks like, right? With like Joe Manchin and stuff. I mean, all that really does is participate in the stopgap. Just another nut or bolt thrown into the machine. Yeah. Well, and we, I don't know a whole lot about Joe Manchin. I actually know more about Joe Manchin, mainly because the left bitches about him so much than I do from studying myself. I try to focus more on like so the right side, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hear a lot of people on the left like that's that's literally the only reason I know about Joe Manchin because I try to focus more like on the right because I'm trying to like fix that or I think I can fix that. I don't know. It's me against the fucking world, but you know, I'm, wish, I'm, I'm wishing trying. you luck over here. I can't imagine. <laughs> I look, I, whatever our disagreements may be, there's no conceivable way you can make the right any worse. So please have at it. Um, I, um, no, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. I think there are some deep disagreements here that might be born out of relative degrees of cynicism or optimism. But I think that like fundamentally, I think that your motivations and your desires are, are relatable and understandable. I, uh, I have to go soon. I've already pushed this stream like hours yeah. over its intended length, but I really appreciate you coming on and talking with me. Do you want to do the Dave Chappelle at all, or do you just want to like cut it? I oh, understand um, way. I don't really care. Um, I feel like Dave Chappelle would probably agree a lot more. Tomorrow's, <laughs> wait, tomorrow's Monday, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. off tomorrow, though. So Monday, I'm, do I have any, I'm trying to think if I have any things. Do you want to come on tomorrow? Sure. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I should be streaming for a good chunk tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Tomorrow's yeah, today's Sunday. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay, good. All right. Just gotta yeah, all right. We don't I don't get out that much. I don't know. Do you do you work a job outside of streaming? I do, yeah. Okay, I work like eighty right. hours a week. Okay, gotcha. All right, nice. That's but, wow, that's a lot. Like, um, yeah. yeah, but like I said, I'm off tomorrow, um, and the next day. So yeah. 
Gotcha. So All right, then we'll continue the conversation it. then. Sweet. All right. Well, it was fun, man. I you really take appreciate care. it.